0: Welcome, welcome friend. My name is Paula Brennan and I am the host of this podcast, The Business of Personal Brand Photography. And today I wanted to bring on a special guest because I think sometimes you can get a little bit bored of listening to my voice. And so I thought it would be really great to bring in Oliver Garside. Now, he is the co-founder of a nifty little invoicing and accounting software that's built solely for Aussie freelancers. Now, if you're from overseas, my friend, And don't worry because Oliver and I have discussions around a lot of things, particularly around confidence in being able to ask for money and how you can get yourself organized if you're just starting out or maybe you're a freelancer who's not quite at that level where you want to be investing in big accounting softwares and you want something that's purpose built just for creatives. So if this sounds like what you're interested in, my friends, I'm so excited to bring you this discussion with Oliver. The Gar side. So, welcome, Oliver, and thank you so much for spending some time with us today.
1: No worries, Paula. Thanks for having me on the on the show.
0: Well, when you first reached out to me, the reason why I thought it was interesting for you to come in because I've had a few other people pitch similar ideas. I was interested because you work solely with creatives. Tell me all about that.
1: I wish I could say that it was my idea, um, but it was my business partner Grant's idea, um, who at the time maybe back in. Uh, the early 2000s was a, a freelance creative himself. So he was, you know, probably the digital nomad type, uh, traveling around the world, servicing a predominantly Australian client base. Uh, he's a photographer, filmmaker, designer, a man of many talents. I'm lucky to, to be in business with him. And uh, he just was frustrated by... Uh, the lack of options for Australian freelancers uh, when it came to managing his business finances. So he found that uh, options were too complex and overwhelming. They were too expensive. They were perhaps not built for specifically for an Australian use case. And so the first version of Rounded built in, in 2015 now was purely... His own attempt at solving his own problem, uh, and from there that became what we now know as Rounded, and uh, used by thousands and thousands of freelancers across Australia and New Zealand. So, so that's kind of a little bit of the background. But in terms of why we work with creatives, um, I think that's probably Grant's background. Um, you know, being a creative himself, he built something he wanted to use, and naturally. Uh, We found at the beginning that that was picked up by creative freelancers. And it's not necessarily photographers, it's filmmakers, editors, journalists, marketers, social media, um, voiceover actors. I mean, the the application is very, very diverse, but we think that they like the thought and the effort that's gone into the interface, the fact that it looks nice, obviously, that it's really. Really easy to use, um, but we think that that appeals to that kind of creative sensibility, which comes from which comes from Grant, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, us creatives like a pretty interface. Let's be honest. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and we get a, we get a lot of comments on oh, it looks so good, and it's good for my for my brain to see the colours and how it all works. So yeah, we, we have had that feedback very often.
0: So talk to me about what it is that you, the kind of the services that you provide, I guess, because, you know, people who are freelancers need to be getting on with their creative activities or with their day-to-day. So what is it that you guys help us to do?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you look at uh, freelancers as a whole, uh, certainly creatives, uh, usually an idea for a freelance business starts with the skill whether that be photography, design, or, or writing, or whatever it is, and, and something that, you know, the creative is generally are super passionate about, and they love creating, and they realize, great, there's this amazing opportunity for me to have this lifestyle where I work for myself, I'm my own boss, I can work when I want, um, and I'm gonna start a business. And the focus at that point is, you know, I've got work, and, and the work's earning me money, and everything else can take the back seat and you know often you know even though they're really good at what they do they don't have a huge amount of training or background in running a business business finances managing a business and so it's natural that stuff gets kind of pushed to the back burner and what happens is at the beginning that's not really an issue you know maybe it's a small business or you're still trying to build up some volume um, and there's not much admin to do and so doing it manually of forgetting about it maybe waiting and getting help with an accountant sort of works out for a bit but then what happens is obviously you know you build your client base and you get busy and you need to send more invoices and there's more expenses and there's less time because you're working so hard and then all of a sudden you turn around and it's this huge issue that you're missing out on expenses because you haven't kept receipts you're forgetting to chase up overdue invoices which is causing cash flow problems You get sort of the withering look from your accountant at tax time when you give them a spreadsheet and a shoebox and it costs way more than it should do to get everything sorted out. So I guess at a high level, Rounded gives freelancers the confidence and and the control to help them run their business more efficiently. At a a more operational level, it's about the, the tools that are fit for purpose for them to do the day-to-day business admin. And that includes, you know, a lot of automation, time-saving, peace of mind, um, but really giving them confidence to know that the business side of things is is taken care of.
0: You've touched on something that I think, um, I know personally I really struggled with this in my early days, like even just chasing overdue invoices, I can't tell you how many times I've reduced uh, the, the final invoice, I've just reduced it down to zero because... I was sort of, I become friends with my clients and sometimes asking them, you know, putting out my hand and asking for money can get really awkward. And I think that I'm not alone in this. Do you find that with a lot of the people that you start to work with, that they're coming from a similar space?
1: Yes. Um, And again, it comes down to lack of confidence. You know, you've done the work, you've done great work. And then it's like this kind of awkward thing, right? Like, I really don't want to have this conversation. I'm not being paid. I'm, you know, I've got to put food on the table. So how do I have this conversation? And, uh, you know, rounded helps in that That kind of thing can be automated. Mm. You know, so you can go, right, I've got this client. I know they're a bit flaky and sometimes they need a bit of a nudge. And it's like, all right, well, I'll turn on the auto invoice reminder. And then as soon as that invoice goes overdue, the system just sends a reminder and says, hey, just letting you know, is overdue Yeah, um, what massive,
0: and so what a, what a headache saver
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it, 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 exactly so you know and it's that kind of thing um again I, you, you'll probably hear me come back to control and confidence a lot um you know and it's that kind of thing that sort of undermines you know everything around being your own boss you know it's um, like a, uh, you know, a lot of freelancers, you know, are one of the huge topics of conversations you see in freelance forums is about imposter syndrome. You know, like, I don't feel like I'm a business owner and it's like, you're not a freelancer. You're actually a business owner. And you, you know, we need to, you know, you need to learn how to kind of act like a business owner and take responsibility. And, it, and it's like, you've done the work, you deserve to be paid. And if you don't, if you forget, if you, if you feel awkward about following up or if you're losing receipts, that comes straight off your bottom line. You know, you're the one losing out. Yeah. yeah. And so we just, we, we want our users to have the confidence to run better businesses.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting thing that you should talk about in um, that whole imposter syndrome, because I talk to my students a lot about this inside of my training program where I'm like, you need to put on that business hat. You're not just, you're a beautiful artist, but now it's time to put on the hat and, like sort it out and you know, and 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 get paid, you know. And it's it's such a hard thing, I think, for many creatives because we feel like a lot of the time, and I'm speaking from myself and my own personal experience here is a lot of the time you just feel honored to get the gig. <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh my gosh, they want to pay me. And that's amazing. And, you know, as you go on in your career, obviously, you know, you grow out of that phase. But I I think particularly when you're in that first one to three years, it's kind of like a really pivotal point where I've seen amazing artists and amazing photographers fall on their feet at that early stage. Whereas I've seen people who, (laughs) let's face it, are not maybe such amazing um, creators but they had the business acumen to get people like yourself or um, employee companies or get services and software on board that really armed them with the skills to run a successful business. And that made all of the difference. Have you found that yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, it's a really critical point uh, around that in that the, you know, the the, the business side of things is really important. And if you don't, build in the right practices and build in the right disciplines to begin with uh it can almost be an impossible mountain to climb again because it permeates everything you do with your clients you know it's like if you're if you if you get a job and you know you're telling your clients right this is it here's my terms and conditions here's my contract this is when i'm going to invoice you Um, you know if your invoices are always on time uh, if they look professional no typos Uh, you know if you do what you say you're going to do and you behave like a business person and that means having the tools to allow you to behave like a business person your clients are much more likely to treat you like a business person and not just sort of like an expendable resource that they can kind of take liberties with and either pay late or not pay or or change scope or you know do all of this stuff you know and, and I guess that falls into again the sort of the very common themes that you see on freelance forums and in freelance discussions around you know nightmare client relationships and, and that kind of thing where you know, freelancers are you know from big companies small companies treated you know really quite terribly uh you know and and, and uh you know it, it just sort of uh, you know it, unfortunately it, it it doesn't always end well um and so yeah for for us it's about making sure that the, the uh the freelancers that are, our users have not only the tools, um, but the knowledge uh, mm-hmm. to be able to, um, you know, to be confident about running their business.
0: I love that you keep drawing this conversation back to confidence because I I do think that that's um, a lot to do with self-respect. You know, like if the second you start to respect yourself and as you say, like setting expectations with your clients and you even like having that automated um, email sequence to remind people of invoices that's a form of self-respect as a, as a creative, as a freelancer, whatever, um, which when you respect yourself, it allows somebody else to respect, you know, you're inviting someone else to treat you with the same sort of level of respect. And and that after a while, I know for myself and I know for the photographers that I train as well, that's where the confidence comes, isn't it? It's, you know, when you're you're behaving in certain ways, people respect you back and then you go, oh, I got paid on time woo, <laughs> Do you know, like-
1: yeah. and, and the weird thing is it shouldn't be woo. It should be like standard practice, right? That you get paid on time, but like that even maybe even subconsciously, like the way that you talk about that, that is, is it's the exception rather than the rule. Right. And, and often, you know, that's down to the way that the freelancer behaves and, and is, and is able to manage their client, you know, not necessarily, you know, it's almost like they're allowing the client to be a bad client. Right. Mm. And so, you know, confident, confidence means that you don't allow the client to be a bad client. And if they do anyway, you, you, you have the confidence to say, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not going to work for you again because it's, it's not worth my time.
0: So how do you guys support your clients? Because um, it's a really interesting thing that we're having. It just came to mind about a back in October. We're in March right now at the time of recording. So five months ago, I hired a studio to, to do a photo shoot. I only got the invoice for that this week. Yep. So how are you supporting your clients to not let that happen? Not to allow that sort of, you know, falling behind, like what, what's the process of working with you and what does that look like?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, ultimately we're providers of the tool, we're providers of the software. We don't provide financial advice or administrative services or, or, or anything like that, but Uh, You know, I think, again, if you look at the scenario that Rounded allows freelancers to put themselves in, you know, you've got scenario A, where you've got a freelancer that is, or a photographer, let's say, that's doing everything manually. And by manually, you know, the scenario is they go and they do a job, whatever that is. They finish the job, the client's happy, uh, they go home and... You know it's like uh, they've got to pick the kids up from school they've got to do shopping they've got to do this they've got to do that but they've also got to go back to their spreadsheet or their pdf word doc create the invoice remember to do that remember everything that they've done and send that invoice off to the client right and that could be done you know that might take a, uh, a day if they're good it might take a month it might take a few months as per your example uh you know scenario b is the client with the tool that says, right, I finished the job. I'm walking on my way back to the car. I pull out my mobile phone, tap, 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 bang, invoice is gone. And so your client who's still warm and happy because they've just received a great service has already got that invoice. And they know there's no messing about. There's no sort of three months. It's like, and then the client starts thinking, oh, I wonder if they forgot. Did you think, that? I wonder if they forgot. Maybe I'm going to get away with this.
0: I'm going to be really honest with you. I totally forgot. Like I was in a really busy period and it just overlooked it. wasn't even a a blinker on my radar. And when it came in, it was funny that you say that because it's definitely been done. I can tell on a word doc. Um, And I suspect that maybe some other people have the same tax invoice number that I have. Do you know, like, I think it was that, it was that rough and ready. And please, um, this is not a reflection on the place that I hired, but it definitely has skewed my view of ever booking there again. Not that I won't, but it has definitely marred my experience of working with them because I'm, I, I feel like they're unreliable.
1: I think, yeah, I, I think that that's a perfect illustration of, of what it looks like from the other side. And I think that the, um, the lesson in that is that when, when you as a freelancer or photographer act in that same way, that's what your client thinks of you. You know, if they've got your invoice in their inbox within half an hour of the job being done, you know, that says one thing about you. If it takes three or four months, it says another thing about you entirely. And so, you know, that's how we support our freelancers. We can't make them do it. We don't do it for them. But they have the tool there to say, right, you know, I know, I know I've know, i sent this invoice. I know it's overdue. I know i have to follow up or i can set the system to do it you know i've finished this job i can use the mobile app i can send the invoice straight away and then it's done and then every time i log in and look at my my app my accounting app i can see i send that invoice on the 3rd of march it's got you know 10 days until it's overdue and then when it goes overdue i see the different color it moves to a different status automatically you know, when my client pays me by credit card, everything gets done automatically. All of the accounting and the logging of the different things are done. You know, I can connect my bank account so I can see when things are coming in and going out. I've got everything categorized. You know, it's like, uh, you know, how do I make important decisions about my business? Well, I that you know, I guess important decisions are different for everybody, but I do that because I've got the insights to know, you know, can I afford to buy this new piece of equipment or do I need to save this money for my tax bill? You know, it's like looking back at the end of the year, am I making more money on weddings or commercial photography? You know, where should I focus next year if I want to make more money? Uh, You know, all of those things, all of those things where if you're just kind of using manual processes, spreadsheets, or, you know, nothing, you've got no idea about any of those kind of things. And you're making, um, you know, decisions without all of the information required. Whereas, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of discipline, a little bit of rigour and the right tools mean that you're in a completely different place around knowing where your businesses are.
0: I, I want to speak to this because it's something I think that I was i was very guilty of for the first decade, I'm going to say, of my business is that I was flying blind and shooting blind a lot of the time with some of the biggest decision-making processes. I tended to run on intuition and gut rather than on the the, the actual figures and <laughs> the, the information. Um, and it was solely because I didn't have a service like yours or I didn't have an, an application like yours back in those days where I could sit there and observe the numbers and really look at things. So what's the, the biggest pain point or pain points that you see freelancers facing right now, especially I guess we're in kind of like trickier market. so what are you finding is a a trend that you're seeing people struggle with
1: yeah so look um you know throughout covid and you know the last three or four years it's been very interesting our uh i guess the comings and goings of our customers is like a little micro vision of of the broader economic community so for instance you know when covid started we have a, a big demographic of customers in the wedding industry many of them photographers celebrants, that kind of thing Um, You know, instantly we saw them, the hospitality industry close down because they weren't able to work. You know, you know, I can see I can see the look of horror on your face. and I apologize for bringing that up. But obviously a very terrible time for people, especially in the industry, in the hospitality industry. Um, You know, more recently, um, you know, we've seen less people starting businesses because, uh, you know, the people who were thinking, right, well, I've been in my full time job. I've got this side hustle that people are now looking for security and comfort. It's like, I'm just going to stick this out. I'm not really in the mindset to be taking risks. So, you know, we're seeing probably less risk appetite at the moment in terms of, you know, people starting up new businesses and people looking maybe a little bit more for the comfort and security of, a full time job, but of course, you know, in some industries at the moment, like IT, uh, there's little comfort and security in a, in a full time job. So we're seeing people coming back, uh, you know, to to working for themselves because you know that they, you know, they may, they may have been in tech or or something like that. But overall, uh, you know, we, we see um, similar recurring themes which is where our educational focus comes in that you know it's it's generally freelancers who you know want to be able to run better businesses they might have got themselves in a bit of a pickle they're looking for help and support around how can I do this better Um, you know how can I be more profitable how can I make sure that I'm capturing everything Uh, you know how can I take my business to the next level
0: yeah it's interesting I think because um, you're talking about sort of I guess maybe people being a little bit more risk adverse at the moment. And I think when you're committing to a software, (laughs) do you know, when you're committing to something like that, particularly when you have to go about the whole thing of setting up a platform or something like that, it can be time intensive. It can be expensive because it's, you know, we're talking subscription based models um, 99% of the time these days. So, the, that, that sort of, I guess, like coming in and, and committing to something and really going all in, it, it it's definitely a big commitment for a lot of people. So how do you guys sort of make that easier, I guess, than the likes of what we've been talking about? I don't want to play comparison games or anything like that, but I know for me, it would be a nightmare for me to jump ship and go to something else. So how's that transition period and how are you making that easier for photographers? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a a great question. Well, number one, as I say, I think we've we've, we've spoken about it a lot. The app is built to be easy to use and, you know, designed for the freelance use case. So, you know, we like to think that it's intuitive enough that most people can pick it up quite easily. Um, However, around your initial steps with Rounded, there's a whole infrastructure of support that's there. So number one, we have live chat available inside the app all day, every day um so you can Inside speak to a real person
0: app. in oh, spite wow. of the app
1: That's so impressive. and uh the, oliver you've just the, literally the,
0: gone up 10 notches in my belt because i've been calling Qantas for the last <laughs> for the last couple of months to get something resolved and i cannot seem to get onto real people and it takes me three hours to be able to talk to somebody in a live chat on my phone in an app bing 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 yeah. brownie
1: points. <laughs> uh, absolutely so so we're there at nine till eight p.m every day and 10 till two on Saturday, Sunday, where we allow them to, the team to have a rest. Um, So, you know, questions that you have, you know, can be answered uh, very quickly. Uh, Some people don't like live chat, you know, so we offer a weekly webinar that's an introduction to Rounded, uh, which is free to, to join. We have a fully stocked help library for those people that like longer form content. We have YouTube videos, those sorts of things. And in terms of a transition, Uh, part of the service that we provide um, as part of our free trial is if you can bring us your data, so you export it from whichever app you're using uh, to a CSV file, we'll reformat it, we'll upload it into your account free of charge. So we work very, very hard to try and get you, our users, to the point where they see value very, very quickly. And combined with the UI, how beautiful it looks, how easy it is to use, we can get most people there. Not everybody we don't have a 100% success rate but we give ourselves and we give our users every single chance to understand what the app's about really quickly
0: that's fantastic service because I, I don't know like for me personally i think that what i get frustrated with a lot these days is that there's just a massive service element that's missing and i think when you're you're a busy person and you have what i would call like the the typical creative brain you're sort of like darting across a lot of things this is the kind of thing that you think that you should do when you're driving in the car or having a shower, but it's the actual doing of it is always going to be something that you're going to put off, you know? So understanding and knowing that you guys have kind of got my back on this is like pretty cool. (laughs) Just Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I guess if you go back to the early days and, you know, when we, we were starting out, you know, we didn't have a brand, we didn't have a reputation, we didn't have, um, any customers who we weren't making any money. Um, but the one thing that we could do, the one thing that was in our control was to ensure that, you know, every single experience, every single interaction we had with the user or somebody who was trying the app out was as good as we could make it. Uh, and that sort of interwoven itself into the DNA of our company. And we built the company around that principle. Uh, and to this day, it's the the guiding uh, you know the guiding light of everything that we do, which is, you know, how does this impact the customer experience? Um, and so that's kind of the lens through which we we look at everything. And of course, like you know, any company, we don't get it right all the time. I'm sure there are people out there that will tell you that there's a whole heap of things that we can do better, and there are a whole heap of things that we can do better. But that's kind of the you know the north star for us, and and we try to we try to stay true to that. When we started, you know, we we were the first. Australian-built app specifically for freelancers, and you know, part of the reason why we focused so hard on on customers, apart from the fact that we didn't have the money to focus on anything else, was that nobody else was doing it, and uh, we found very quickly that the freelance demographic was underserviced and underappreciated and largely ignored. And so it was like a revelation for many of our first customers that we cared enough to offer them live chat and to talk to them and to help them and to listen to them.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Great stuff. Oliver, I want to say thank you so much for your time and your patience with us today and your expertise because I know that a lot of photographers that listen to this are going to benefit greatly from your um, knowledge and and also f- from your uh, the way that you think about things. I, I really enjoy your observations on particularly when you challenged me on the money thing. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well look, thank you. And and for anybody out there that'd like to check out, it's rounded.com.au of course. And our live chat team is there on the website and inside the app to answer all your questions and help you out.
0: Great stuff. Thanks, Oliver.
1: <laughs> no worries. Thanks, Paula. Austin.